I'm Kiara and welcome to my podcast. This is a place for you to come to hopefully feel inspired, motivated and not so alone in motherhood and in life. A place for me to sit down, be vulnerable and just be completely 100% real with you guys and tell some stories that I've never shared before. Hi guys and welcome back to my podcast. If you haven't yet listened to part one of my podcast, you should definitely go over there and listen first. Otherwise, this part is not going to really make too much sense for you. But I'm just going to kick off right where I left it. So we were at our 20-week scan and the doctor had a really concerned look on her face and she went out and got the her boss to come in and have a look. And yeah, the whole room went really, really quiet. She turned to me and she said, have you ever heard of a cleft lip before? And I was like, nope, I have no idea what that even means. And she was like, okay, so your baby has got an abnormality and it is called a cleft lip. And straight away, as soon as I hear those words, I just start to bore my eyes out because you just never expect it to be you. You know, you hear these stories, but you never really expect it to be you. And yeah, I think the main thing that really made me upset as well is I'd never even heard of a cleft lip before. So when she said the words to me, it freaked me out because I had no knowledge behind it. And something that I always say is I feel like knowledge is power. And the more knowledge we have on a situation, the less scary it becomes. Um, But as soon as she told me about it, she just said, look, it basically means that there is a gap missing from your baby's mouth into its nose so there's going to be an open part there and then the next thing she said to me is at about three months old your baby is going to need surgery and then I started to cry even harder because I was like I'm only 22 years old I'm like so excited to be a mum but like I feel like everyone their first time being pregnant having a baby you're like am I really cut out for this like can I do this you always have those little doubts in the back of your head and then hearing that this baby is going to need me even more than a typical baby and then going to need surgeries um, at three months old was just so much to take take in, so much information. Um, she only told me a few extra little bits and pieces right there in that appointment. She said to me that um, our baby's going to have difficulties feeding, which I was straight away like, oh my gosh, I really wanted to try breastfeed. She said to me, it's it's going to be really hard to breastfeed. It is possible and some people do, but she's like, you know, you probably don't want to put too much pressure on yourself about that. Um, and she kind of left it there and she said, there's more information, but I might just, she was really good. Actually, I'm really glad she did this. She goes, I might just let it all sink in um, for you today and you can talk about it further with your obstetrician. And actually, I just remembered Kurt and I were really, really lucky. This was the first appointment that we ever brought our parents to. So both Kurt's mum and my mum were there which was amazing because at that point in time, I really would have struggled, I think, to pick up the phone and talk to my family. It just would have been a hard thing to do. But because our parents both knew, they could kind of share the information around and tell our families. And I feel like it was a really big thing for all of us to take on. Both of our mums were crying too. It just completely took everyone by surprise. And yeah, I guess I remember Kurt and I going into the car and we both just looked at each other and we started bawling our eyes out and he just hugged me and kissed me and he said, it will all be okay. Like he said, life, Kurt never shows his side to him, but he has got this amazing side that he kind of leaves tucked away. Um, But he just said to me, he goes, life only throws at you what you can handle. And I think that's so true. And he's like, if anyone can make it through this, we can do it. Like we will be okay. Don't stress. He's always one of those people that's just like, doesn't really worry too much about the future, but I could tell he was worried a little bit too. Um, and he was definitely emotional. 
So the next day they had an appointment booked in with our obstetrician so we could talk through things more um, and just kind of, I guess, have a night to sleep on it and think about all the information that we were given. So we walk into our appointment the next day and um, our obstetrician was amazing. She was so good, um, but she did kind of just give us all of the technicalities behind it all. So she said, you know, because your baby has got a cleft lip and we haven't done the blood test yet, there is a one in three chance that your baby will have either a missing chromosome or be Down syndrome, which we had no idea about this. So this is going back the next day and finding this out again um, was, you know, even more information for us to have on board. So we decided then and there that we will do the blood test just so we had some clarity and we knew what to expect when bub arrived. And I was also offered at that point in my pregnancy, I was 20 weeks pregnant, um, that I could terminate the pregnancy if I wanted to. And even still saying those words now, like it makes me tear up because, oh my gosh, I look at Mila and she's just perfect. And yeah, I remember that really hit me hard too. She's like, you have up until 24 weeks to terminate if you decide to. Um, but with your blood results, they will take a month to come back anyway. So you kind of have to just, you know, we had to decide pretty much before we got the blood test results back, whether we wanted to continue the pregnancy or whether we wanted to terminate. At 22 years old, when we had already announced our pregnancy, when we were so in love with this baby, when we had just heard all this information, I can't even explain how much this was for us to take on. Um, but I looked at Kurt straight away and the first things he actually that came out of his mouth is he just said, no fucking way. Like those were his exact word. He goes, no fucking way. I don't care what is going to happen. Like I'm not, I'm not doing that. And I was like, thank God, because I felt the same way too. But you just, it's one of those things where you don't know how the other person's feeling. And, oh, it was just such a shit couple of days. And when you first hear all this information, of course, it takes a little while to digest. So I feel like this was probably the worst part for us. So those next four weeks, we kind of just hang on tight, hung on tight. I was um, still on bed rest and all those things, um, still bleeding bits and pieces all the time. But by this stage, it was kind of a normal. So if I didn't bleed a lot, I didn't really stress and I didn't go up to the hospital because I knew if I laid down for the rest of the day that I would probably be okay. Um, so yeah, we had to wait four weeks for these results to come. And at the time, I think the test was about $1,000 and they had to send it to America. So um, we got the results back and the obstetrician actually phoned me and I'll never forget this phone call. She rang me and she's like, hi, Kiara, it's me, blah, blah, blah. And I just said, please tell me good news. And she goes, everything with your baby besides its cleft looks like it's like, I think it was a one in 60,000 chance. She's like, your baby looks like it's going to be perfect other than you know, the cleft. And I fell to my knees and just bawled my eyes out because it was like, hallelujah, this is the first time I've had some good news. Like this is my first time that, you know, things have started to take a bit of a turn. I feel like from that period onwards in our life was something that really matured Kurt and I and made us grow so much closer as a couple. And it's something that I can sit down here and talk about, but until you're in the middle of it all and you're actually going through it, it's just something I feel like that would either make or break couples. And I feel like since Kurt and I have made it through that together, we can make it through anything. You know, if you can make it through pregnancies and miscarriages and all the troubles that life can kind of throw you and still be together on the other side, happy, smiling, laughing, and not taking everything too seriously, then I feel like you can make it through anything. 
So the rest of my pregnancy kind of continued this way and I was in and out of um, the hospital a lot. Towards the end of my pregnancy, Miller stopped growing so much. They were really worried because of her cleft, she wouldn't be swallowing as much amniotic fluid as a baby usually would be. Um, So they were really worried about my amniotic fluid getting low and they said that, you know, her growth might start to slow down, which it did. I think from around about uh, 30 weeks onwards, she didn't even grow. Like she barely even grew. Um, and it was at 36 weeks and five days, I went to my appointment and I started to get preeclampsia. Preeclampsia is basically when your blood pressure starts to get really high. It's really, really dangerous for the mom. Um, I started to see stars. I just didn't feel like myself. I had all extra fluid weight. I already had extra fluid weight because Miller wasn't swallowing as much fluid. Actually, before I think I said that I wasn't going to have enough fluid, it was the opposite way around. They said I was going to get really big and have too much fluid. Sorry, guys, I'm doing this whole entire thing without notes or anything like that because I just want to speak from my heart. I don't want it to be something where I'm looking down at a piece of paper and making sure I'm saying everything word from word. I want to sit here and just reminisce with you guys and just keep it really real. Um, So if I get things jumbled around a little bit, I'm sorry. So at 36 weeks and five days, they said to me, we are going to get this baby out. So I'm going to do a stretch and sweep. But if she's not here by Monday, because it was on a Friday, Friday or a Wednesday, uh, they said, if she's not here by the Monday, we will book you in for an induction. Pretty sure it was a Wednesday. So they did the sweep um, and I started bleeding quite a bit after the sweep and it was uncomfortable. It wasn't that bad, um, but it is uncomfortable. Then we went home and I guess a reality started to sink in. We're like, we're going to see our baby girl for the first time really soon. And she's not going to look like the baby that we picture. She's going to look different and you don't know exactly how they're going to look, especially if they're cleft until they arrive. We had seen it on scan, but it's really hard to tell. Um, They also thought that it was going to have her palate involved as well. There was like a 90% chance that it was going to be her palate and her um, lip. So I guess that was kind of a big thing for us to sit down and let sink in is like our baby girl is going to arrive. How is she going to look? Um, How are we going to feel? And, you know, is she going to be able to breastfeed? There's so many things going through my mind, but holy shit, I was just so excited to have her in my arms safely. I feel like it was such a journey to get from falling pregnant to actually having her in my arms and knowing that she is okay. So that night I was in a bit of pain and I was kind of pacing around the house. I couldn't really sleep and it got to 11 o'clock and I rang up the midwives and I was like, look, I am bleeding um, still quite heavily. I don't really know what to do. I'm feeling like a little bit uncomfortable and they'll like come up and see us. So I woke up at 11 o'clock in the night and said, "Han, they said to go up and see them. Let's go up. So we went up there with our hospital bags and on the way there, my contractions started. So I started getting um, pretty severe contractions and I feel like her labor story could be a whole nother story, (laughs) but um, I had a really great labor with Miller. I had a fantastic experience. The only hard thing was when I was in labor, they actually needed to tie me up to a machine because they wanted to check her heart rate and everything like that because she was such a small baby Um, and gosh, she was tiny when she was born. So anyways, it got to the part where I was pushing, she came out. And she was just absolutely perfect. It was just like nothing I've ever felt, whew, I've ever felt before. And yeah, all of my fears and all of my worries just straight away were lifted. And I was like, this is it. This is just everything that I'd ever hoped for and everything that I ever wanted. And from that day forward, I always just felt so freaking blessed. And 
yeah, no one can ever describe to you that feeling when you first have your baby arrive and put it on your chest. But I think for me personally, because I was so worried about everything else, it was just like every worry and concern was lifted. I just looked at her and I was like, we can make it through anything and everything. We started to try breastfeeding Miller um, and it was not easy. It was really hard. I kind of would get her on a little bit and she just kept losing the suction because obviously having the gap there, you can't really create the seal. Breastfeeding with Miller was definitely a journey. He was my first time being a mum, and I feel like, you know what, the nurses at the hospital were actually amazing and they just got me to pump and feed her because they just really wanted her to gain weight. She was only 2.1 kilos. 2.1? No, she was even smaller than that. She was five pound four when she was born, so she was tiny. She was in seven O's. Um, so yeah, they were like, let's just try to get her to beef up a little bit and you can worry about like you know what I mean keep trying to put it on after you feed her but let's just try to beef her up and I was really glad that they took that pressure off me because trying to get a baby to gain weight and then on top of that them having feeding difficulties just put so much pressure on me and this is why I think I'm so like fed is best and whatever you need to do for your baby you do and whatever works for you you do because I've had it both ways Lincoln was so easy to breastfeed everything was fine and easy and then you know a small few small bumps in the road and then Miller I didn't even really have the choice I did have um, some people around me at the time that they aren't really really close but they were really pressuring me Um, they were saying you know you need to get a breast shield you need to try this you need to try that and I was like just fucking let me be like I'm a new mom I'm trying my best and yeah I feel like People can just put so much pressure on new mums at times and whatever you need to do in order to feel like you're doing the right thing for your baby, you do that. At the moment in time for me personally, it was just making sure that she was gaining enough weight to get her surgery done. So we had a certain weight that we had to hit by three months, which is enough pressure as it is um, for her to be able to have a surgery done. So they were really pushing us just to try to make her gain weight. So breastfeeding just wasn't the journey for us. The next chat I'm going to have with you guys is going to be all about her journey with going up to seeing the surgeon and the early weeks in her life and what we kind of had to do. Um, So I can't wait to share more on that with you guys. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. If you did, head over to Instagram and let me know. Thank you guys so much for listening. I really appreciate it and I'll see you guys soon.